93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. So Casey, I don't know if you know, but uh, school districts across the state going back to school today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of those is the Brownsburg Community School Corporation. So with that, I thought it would be a a good time to remind people about what an absolute lion's den. If your kid goes to Brownsburg, you are sending your kid into what a bunch of vultures you are handing your child over to. And let's get an update on the big case that made national news a couple months ago, the Brownsburg Special Needs Abuse Case, where, look, we can stop saying allegedly. I mean, it is it happened. The kid, the, the child, the special needs child was forced to eat vomit. There have been multiple criminal charges filed. And with us, uh, friends of the show, Catherine Michael and Tammy Meyer, they're the attorneys for the victim in the Brownsburg Special Needs Abuse case. Uh, Guys, first of all, let's start with the most important thing. How is the victim doing? How is his family doing? Yeah, well, not good. Um, As you can imagine, the the child is still struggling and and will. Um, You know, he's an autistic child, and, and they process things a bit differently. So um, returning to public school, particularly in Brownsburg, uh, is not going to be an option uh, for him for this school year, obviously. I'm curious. So he, he is struggling. Well, so I'm curious. With the ch- Let's start with the child first. What sort of – because if I were Brownsburg schools – now, these people have no shame. But if I were Brownsburg schools, I would be mortified that this happened on my watch. I would say to the child and their family, whatever you need, we're going to get past this legally. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. We will accommodate you in any shape, Mm -hmm. form, or fashion, whether it's home learning, whether it's a private school, we'll take care of it. What has the Brownsburg Community School Corporation done to help this child? Well, you're thinking like a logical school corporation should, (laughs) Um, not not necessarily as this one does. so at this point, you know, very, very little has been offered to accommodate the child. And uh, he has been placed privately at this point, which, you know, is something that, you know, had to be done because they're just really not taking um, action to help the family. I'm curious. You said nothing is being done for the child. Have they asked for certain accommodations for him? We ended up being the ones to ask for accommodations for him, and they were unwilling to make those. Um, And that, I think, is part of the problem, is that we were going into this school year uh, really not hearing much, if anything, about what changes could be made. Uh, uh, Tammy Meyer, Catherine Michael, our guests, they're the attorneys for the special needs abuse victim in Brownsburg. Guys, uh, let's expand on this, because this blows my mind, that... We'll determine who's at fault. We'll let the legal system determine who did what. Criminally, that's working its way through. Civilly, that's working its way through. But you would think, because we always hear on the public education system, oh, we're here for the children. We care about the kids. This happened, and the Brownsburg Community School Corporation Administration School Board is basically extending a middle finger to this kid and his family going, you will come back here uh, and you will get nothing from us. Well, and it, you're right, and, and it gets worse because uh, mom uh, is also affected. I mean, she's the sole support for her family and works for the district. And, you know, what are her choices? Go back to school or get fired? Yeah, so let's get, I mean, into, really? let's get into that. I don't think a lot of people realize this, that this kid who had this horrific thing happen to him, his mother is is an employee of the Brownsburg Community School Corporation. Let's shift gears 
how are they trying to help this mother? Are they giving her paid time off? Are they giving her paid leave? What accommodations have been made to this mother whose special needs student had this horrific thing happen to him at Brownsburg schools? Well, we, when we talk about the mother, we have. I want you to understand even the background of this family. Um, she had just lost her husband over, over 20 years, um, two years prior to cancer. Um, they actually moved to Brownsburg because they wanted to have um, a place with new memories. Her real focus was uh, finding a good school system for her child. She had heard that Brownsburg schools, you know, she looked at, at the reporting many families look at to see you know, that this was a good school system. She wanted a place where she could be. Um, she could also get a, a job within that system so that she could be there to pick him up every day. Um, and to spend a lot of time with them because now she's a single mother and she has to have health insurance and she has to be able to support um, her family. And you know, when it comes to her, you know, it, it's been even harsher. Um, and the, uh, you know, the schools, she actually um, was at another school corporate or within that school corporation, she was at another school. And after this happened, uh, they basically transferred her over to Brown so that she could be at the same uh, school as her child, but there were there were no other offers made to her other than walk into the same cafeteria where your child was force fed vomit, and have to see that table every single day, and she has to have her health insurance, um, and she has to be able to provide for her child, and it has I mean it's it's been tragic. So, so real quick, and I want Casey to hop in, but I want to make sure I'm hearing what you're saying correctly. So, Jim Snap, the administration at Brownsburg Schools. Eric Hilton, the Brownsburg School Board, the people on there, what they are saying for this kid who absolutely had this happen to him, I know the video has been seen by many people, and we'll get to that in a second, what they are saying to this kid and this kid's mother who works there is essentially you will walk into this school corporation, maybe even up to you will walk into this very same building where this happened every single day, and we are not doing anything else to help you in this process. Is that an accurate description of what you're saying, the offer that's taken place? That pretty much sums it up. <laughs> that's just, that just is unbelievable. These people are such frauds and such phonies. They always claim to care about the kids. They always claim to want to help the kids. But when it comes time to actually help the kids, they'd rather cover their own ass, Casey, yeah. than help these kids. I am shocked to learn because this is a part of the story that I did not know, and I'm sure many of our listeners were not aware of. This is a mother who intentionally sought out the Brownsburg school system because of their great A-plus reputation and turned around and this happened to her and her child i have to imagine that she's just riddled with guilt for picking the school oh yeah she i mean she's in a state of absolute devastation and you know this this devastation started with i wanted to find a place that was wonderful i was trying to find you know something that would be a new future for my child having lost his father and, and her truly beloved husband and to have something like this happen, it, you know, when I use the words tragic, it really is. The effects on her have been absolutely tragic because the, this was a system she was going into for the purpose mm-hmm. of safety for her child, yeah. looking for a place she knew that her child could have a good education. Grieving on top of grieving. Yeah. Okay, our guests are Tammy Meyer and Catherine Michael. They are the attorneys for the special needs abuse victim in the Brownsburg Community School Corporation. And when we come back, 
We've got to talk about, there have been rumors about this for a long time, and Catherine and Tammy are going to get specific on the details with us about what potentially happens to a special needs student who might misbehave. And it has been, I've heard it called the quiet room. I've heard it called the seclusion closet. How bad is it at Brownsburg schools? We'll talk about that and the video of this incident where this child was forced to eat his own vomit. So much more on the way. Stay right here. It's the Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. That night we went down to the river. Then the river we died. Oh, 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Continue our conversation now with Catherine Michael and Tammy Meyer. They're the attorneys for the special needs abuse victim in Brownsburg, the student who was forced to eat his own vomit. You guys have seen the video. How bad is that video? You know, all, all I can say about uh, the video, Rob, is, you know, shocking. Um, we've seen a lot of things uh, that have come out about what's in that video. But think about this. I mean, you've got a video in a cafeteria um, that clearly um, shows the the area where this incident happened. And, and now for this new school year, uh, my understanding is they've added a few more videos. Well, I'm not sure, you know, that's a good step, but I'm not sure that that's going to cut it because look what happened right in front of a video in a large cafeteria. Mm. Um, is that really going to change things, adding a few more videos or what was the other one, Catherine? Um, you know, a, a buzzer or some kind of alarm on the yeah. seclusion closet. Wow, yeah, the big changes. So the seclusion closet that, of course, they've told parents ha- is never used, um, at least from what we're hearing from families there. They're assuring them that an email or a text is sent uh, when the seclusion room door or seclusion closet door is opened. And I- I'm thinking, well, that doesn't seem to have been the biggest problem they were having. It's the training and supervision of their staff. Um, by the same people that still remain, you know, as, as principal, as building supervisor, all, you know, this, this is not necessarily solving their problems. These things were happening in front of video cameras. The problem is that nobody is reporting them and they're allowing them to take place. Um, and we're not hearing about it until somebody somewhere says, I'm, I'm going to take this video and run with it. Okay, okay. so, so time out here because I want to go back to this because I've talked to multiple parents who have told me about this seclusion closet. I can't believe this is even a thing. Can you guys tell us what this is? Yeah, Catherine, uh, well, there's a, there's a law in Indiana about what you can and can't do as far as taking children out of a classroom and sticking them in a closet, right? I mean, thank goodness we've got something that give us guidance on that. Uh, Is it being followed? I don't think so. Um, Is this an isolated incident? I don't think so either. I mean, when you have a little bitty room and you have a door on it and you stick a child in there and the only thing that's in there is a beanbag chair um, and you seclude them away instead of dealing with them. Yeah, these rooms were created, Rob, in cases where you had a child who was a potential harm to themselves or to someone else, and you're trying to just give them a a brief window of time because you're unable to get them to calm down. That was the idea behind the creation back in, like, the 80s. 
defense that, especially in elementary schools. We know there are a lot of other techniques that can be used that are far more effective, which is why, for instance, you don't see these rooms if you go to a, a an ABA center, which is a, an applied behavior analysis place. You'll see you know, sensory rooms where a child could go and start, you could redirect them, get them focused on something, give them a toy. They're not putting them in the equivalent of an isolation closet. Um, and that is a big problem. And we've heard about this from many parents for many years that their child, you know, they have heard from the school, your child had to be placed in this sensory closet or sensory room. And that's not what that at least from what we understand and what we've heard, that's not what this is. Uh, again, Catherine, Michael, uh, Tammy Meyer, our guests, they are the attorneys for the special needs student in Brownsburg who was forced to eat, eat his own vomit. Casey, go ahead. So you're saying that this seclusion closet has been in use in Brownsburg for years now? For years. Uh, that's what we've heard from parents. Prior to even this case, um, parents had were hearing that your child needed a timeout today. Um, or they got placed in a seclusion room because they were being aggressive um, or a sensory room. But that is likely that room that was being used. And when many parents went to that meeting that they had um, back last spring, um, that's what they were shown at that time. And, And many of them didn't know it existed or they had a different vision as to what was in place. But this has been something that's been ongoing, and it's not just in Brownsburg. I mean, these we have seen these rooms at other schools across the state, and that comes back to one of our biggest problems here, Casey, is that these special education laws in Indiana aren't being enforced. Mm. Just like we were on an earlier episode talking about the bullying laws, um, those aren't being enforced. Sixty percent of the school corporations report that they have not a single episode of bullying. Um, When parents try to enforce these rules, filing what's called educational due process cases, um, and and Tammy, I'm going to have her jump in and and tell you about the experience that families face, whether their child is being bullied or their child has been abused, trying to get any changes, even through the administrative system, to their child's what we call an IEP, which is their individual education plan. Um, and what's interesting is schools will claim that their programs are you know, absolutely perfect. The child is thriving. And we're looking at a child who's spending hours and hours in time out and a parent who has little to no recourse but to either move to another school district or in many cases leave the state because they know they can get a better education otherwise. And I think the really sad thing is that it's the lack of enforcement of these laws, which is what leads to the atrocities we're seeing right here. These school corporations have no fear whatsoever in the state of Indiana. Our hearing officers in these cases, one of them worked for school corporations for years. He defended school corporations for years um, and, and now sits in judgment if a parent tries to bring a case. Um, Tammy, why don't you describe our, our sort of recent experiences uh, trying to advocate for families? Yeah, uh, I mean, what ends up happening is the Department of Education makes it so difficult, and their lawyers make it so difficult to pursue any kind of remedies for these families that at point at some point the families just throw their hands up in the air and go, I can't take this anymore. I can't afford it. I can't take it. 
It's stressful for my entire family. And they end up moving out of the district. And that's what we're hearing right now is happening in Brownsburg, that families have just been fleeing the district because they're not going to put their children back in this broken system. Okay, and and look, so and this is why this is important, because we're talking about Brownsburg. This is a specific thing, but like stuff could be happening, and in many cases you guys are kind of alluding to, is happening across central Indiana. So if you got a kid going back to school today, no matter where it is, you better you better wake up because you have no many parents have no idea what is going on with their kid. Couple minutes left here with Catherine Michael, Tammy Meyer. They are the attorneys for the special uh, needs student in Brownsburg who was forced to eat uh, his own vomit. Okay, so let's talk about this because you you touched on a great thing, which is people fleeing public school districts. I had a conversation with a high ranking administrator at a very prominent private school in central Indiana. And they told me they have had a, just a plethora of people. They can't get them into their system fast enough who are leaving public school. Brownsburg school specifically was, was cited because of this sort of stuff. Here's the problem with that though. If you just leave, you can't fix the system. If you have had, and I'll let you guys expand on this. If you have had incidents of what you believe could be abuse or mistreatment, just leaving is not enough. That's fine to leave, but you got to tell somebody, right? You got to tell law enforcement because otherwise these people who either do it or enable it are going to skate. Yeah. And, That's and exactly I think right. and beyond telling, they need to all be contacting their state representatives and saying, we need your help on getting these laws enforced. Um, because one of the biggest problems is when parents all start to give up and walk away, when they all start to place their children in private schools or start homeschooling, then we're creating a system that's left that is going to be awful for everybody attending it. Because all the parents who were really vocal um, have, have fled. And all the parents who could do something about the situation are leaving. And it really leaves horrendous choices for those who are left in a system where they can't afford to try and pursue an educational due process, where they are working a full-time job and they're not seeing things. And that's why it's really important that we get parents to actually start speaking up and saying this is not going to be tolerated. Whether their child is being bullied, whether it's a situation to where they suspect their child is being abused, whether they're in a school corporation where there are no cameras and the school is saying we're not going to put them in, um, it's really important that they, these parents start getting active because otherwise, I mean, it's it's not going to be a good situation in a few more years. Catherine and Tammy, I have a question specifically about the special needs student that was forced to eat his own vomit. I've been told that you have seen the video of this. Is there any indication that there were any more individuals involved than the people who have already been called out? Well, let's put it this way. If you've got a very large cafeteria with multiple grades coming in and out, uh, one would think you've got uh, a lot of witnesses, right? Mm -hmm. But as Catherine said earlier, um, people are afraid. And um, somebody's got to stand up and come forward, and they need to be reporting this. Yeah, so and this is and this is a direct because many, many, many thousands of people will hear this, and I've had many, many people reach out to me saying they have had incidences at Brownsburg schools, and they left, and they didn't want to stand and fight. 
it is can you clarify to people it is not too late to go back to go to law enforcement to go to your state representatives and say look we left this was three years ago but here is what happened to us there's no harm in doing that and people all across central indiana not just brownsburg we're talking specifically about brownsburg but if that happened to you you've got to tell somebody because if you don't this will this type of stuff will keep happening right and and it's not just the families that need to speak out i mean you've got teachers that are leaving these districts my understanding in brownsburg is that uh teachers have been fleeing the district as well so then you're left with the teacher shortage so whether it's a family or a teacher or an aide to come forward it's very very important that they do it is not too late to speak up all right so before we let you two go i just want to repeat kind of some high level stuff because i know we'll be the talk on the townie chatterboards today (laughs) about what people are sending the sort of school system people are sending their kids into today at brownsburg schools based on your experience with with your client who has gone through this so this child who was forced to eat his own vomit the school has made almost no special concessions or offering to help him get out of Brownsburg schools, have a better education for himself so he is not forced to endure reminders of the torture he went through. They've offered nothing or next to nothing to this mother who is an employee of Brownsburg schools who now every day still has to go in and endure and be reminded of the torture that her kid went through, a single mother who lost her husband. And number three, there's a chance your kid might get stuck in a closet if they misbehave. Did I sum all of that up correctly? I don't think I would change anything on that one. <laughs> wow. That's the number one school system in the state of Indiana, Casey. Yeah. That's your number one school system in the state of Indiana. And that's what happens or potentially could happen if your kid goes there. Catherine, Tammy, you two are awesome. People need to speak up, need to speak out. And we look forward to you getting justice for this poor boy who was forced to endure this. You guys are A-plus. Thank you as always. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Wow. Keep fighting, huh? Unbelievable. Yeah. It's really discouraging. All right. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.